It happened. I won. I hope you're all happy. I really do. I hope all the Lion fans out there that wanted Stafford to win are happy. Because this is what you wanted. And this is what you get. He threw two interceptions. Threw for 200-something yards. What was the official official box score? 283 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, 96.7 QBR, 26 completions, 40 attempts, 65% pass completion. Stafford's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, nothing can change that. He left Detroit and in the next season won a Super Bowl. And he threw two bad interceptions in the process. Say what you want about the second one. Where it got tipped off of Skoranek's hand. Got picked off. He let his receiver too far. It wasn't a good throw. Could have been a better place ball. The first one he just underthrew his guy. He was on the move to a strong side of his arm. He just underthrew his guy. Bates jumped the route. Got in front of his receiver. Picked the ball off. This is a difficult one, because I wasn't in it with the Bengals because I hate Stafford. It's not, it wasn't that, it wasn't as simple as that. It was about the narrative. It's about the story. I couldn't have him leave town and win immediately. And that's just not how it was supposed to go. Yes. Did we get draft picks for Stafford? Yes. Did I want? The highest draft pick possible, yes. But once Stafford was past the wild card into the divisional round, into that range of picks where it's a lot more difficult to find a franchise-altering player, that's when I realized this was the final chance. This was when I realized that they need to lose, that they can't go all the way because I can't have him leave my town a failure and then when a Super Bowl, so many people never understood why. They just thought it was this Lion fan that was envious of Stafford because he roots for a poverty franchise. And a lot of that's true. Are they a poverty franchise? Yes. Was Stafford a good quarterback? Yes. Is there a ton of talent with Matthew Stafford? Yes. But it wasn't about a jealous Lion fan. This wasn't about a Lion fan that was jealous of what Stafford was doing in L.A. with his time in L.A. It's not as simple as that. This is about a fan that saw Stafford lose games that mattered always in the biggest moments that saw him lose and fail in the biggest passes at home in the biggest moments he failed in division clinching games All these opportunities that he had in Detroit. He won 
zero. This was about showing the world that Stafford is not who you think he is. In the biggest moments, there will always be collapse with him. And there was. Two interceptions in the Super Bowl. How many picks did Burrow throw? None. It was never about a jealous Lion fan. It was never about someone who wasted the career and wasted a decade of a quarterback, of a good quarterback. There were games and opportunities where Stafford can win the division for the Lions, where Stafford can get us the division, a home playoff game for the first time since the 90s. And it never happened. He never found our way there. Are there other things? Yes, there are. It wasn't just Stafford. Was there ownership issues? Yes. Is the franchise a garbage franchise? Yes, it is. And I'm going to have a genuine reconsideration of my Lions fandom. Seriously. Because this brought, this brought a lot of things into full circle mode for me. This is a, this is a big moment. Because I'm really realizing now how much was left on the table with Stafford. And you know, I didn't, I don't think he's this elite quarterback. Well, he is now because he won a Super Bowl. But when he was in town, I thought he was a good quarterback. I really did. I liked Stafford when he was in town. And if it wasn't for the draft picks, I would have been, well, maybe not because there would have still been the narrative. But if it wasn't for the draft picks, I still would have, there would have been a little soft spot in my heart. I wouldn't be as annoyed, I guess, if Stafford would have won. But now that he's won, I realize the fallout that's going to happen as a result of the victory. And it's unstoppable now. There's nothing that anybody can do in Detroit. We just have to accept it, take it, and move on from it. And deal with it. And continue to take the punches. You know, we've done it for a while. We've done it for, you know, 60, 70 years. Now, for the first time in my lifetime and many other people's lifetime, the gut punches to Detroit come from a team as a result of a team not located in Detroit because of something that one of our players did after leaving town. This has never happened for us. All of our great players left the league. When they left us, they left the league. They never came back. But this player left town. And for the first time ever, we, as Detroit fans, saw what one of our stars can do if they were to leave town. And that's what hurts. That's what makes you think. That's what puts you as a journalist behind the mic, questioning all of it. Because it was never about a fan that saw something in his quarterback that nobody else saw. This wasn't about a fan being strictly business about a trade and just leaving the past in the dust. I was okay with the trade. I was okay watching him leave. I liked the deal that was made. 
And I think business-wise, the deal can still end up being a good deal. But sorry. Sorry for watching him leave after going 0-3 in division-clinching games. 0-4. It's 0-3 or 0-4. Forgive me for not feeling sorry for a guy that never won the division, never won a playoff game. Three quarters. Three. Without a touchdown pass against Dallas. The P.I., whatever. He went to New Orleans. He went to Seattle. And he got blasted. He got blasted in the biggest moments. He never came through. So sorry that I wasn't shedding tears when he left. It's not about the picks. It's not about jealousy. It's not about envy. It's not about 60 years of failure. It's none of that. I live in now. I live in the present. I always have. I don't dwell on the past as much. And by past, I mean like 20 years ago, right? I'm not sitting here thinking about what happened in 1998 with the Lions. I'm sitting here thinking about what could have gone right in the 2002 season. I saw Stafford in his 12 years in Detroit. I saw everything he did. Watched almost every game. Stafford grew up as my quarterback. Any man around my age as a Lions fan grew up with Stafford as their quarterback. Stafford was the face of the franchise. For years. For a decade. Calvin Johnson. Golden Tate. And Domigan Sue. DeAndre Levy. Darius Slay. Glover Quinn. All players. Stephen Tullock. All players that Stafford had at his disposal. Solid offensive lines. The only glaring absence throughout Stafford's career in Detroit was a run game. And even then, the run game wasn't the focus of LA's offense this season. Yeah, Cam Akers had a nice year. Daryl Henderson was a great addition to the Rams. It was a great, it was, it was, they had solid running backs. But in Stafford's time in Detroit, he had solid running backs. Was Reggie Bush an all-star? No. Was Joyke Bell an all-star? No. Was DeAndre Swift an all-star? No, not yet, but he only had one year with Swift. How about Carrion? Maybe. We thought Carrion could be something. Turns out he was made of glass. And that's it. You move on from carry on. But I saw what Stafford was in Detroit. And I saw remnants of that in this game, in the Super Bowl. I saw remnants of that in Frisco. But there was enough talent around Stafford where they weren't going to lose. Aaron Donald. Von Miller. Leonard Floyd. Cooper Cup. All players that contributed to Stafford. I mean, look at that last drive. That was all Cooper Cup. That was all Cooper Cup. The routes, the yes, the last fader out the ball placement was great by Stafford. It was a great throw. It was a great throw. But the interceptions, the mistakes, Cincinnati forcing the pressure, pushing Stafford out of the pocket. All things that I saw in Detroit. Stafford on the third and four with nine minutes left in the game. Overthrow the, 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 the out route was open. It was right there. 
It was right there, and Stafford just threw it way over his head. And that's it. Incomplete pass. I can't tell you how many times I'd seen that in a big situation. In a massive situation, or in a win or lose situation. It was just the Rams are fortunate enough to where that play didn't come in a scenario where if you lose, if you don't complete that play, you don't get the ball back. And Stafford scored a touchdown when they needed the touchdown. The Bengals needed to come back down and score a field goal, score points, and it came down to fourth and one at midfield, and the Bengals couldn't get it done. And that's what it comes down to. That's all it comes down to. In the end, Stafford needed to make a play, and he did. Burrow needed to come back and respond, and it wasn't there. And it was the front seven of the Rams that made the difference at the end. You saw the confidence shaken in Burrow. Yes, he had the injury, but Stafford got his, I got his ankle rolled up on too. But you saw the difference that the front seven of the Rams could make. You saw it in the second half. Truly. Because in the first half, yes, while the Bengals were losing, Joe Burrow looked comfortable. Relatively, all things considered. Burrow looked comfortable in the first half. He didn't look comfortable in the second half. Even with the whole face mask, 75-yard touchdown deal. Once the Rams front seven adjusted, Burrow never looked comfortable. And that helped change the game for the Rams. That helped open things up for Stafford, take a little less pressure off Stafford. And in that drive, down four, Stafford was the one to make the play. And the Rams defense, or the Bengals defense, excuse me, were the ones to make the mistakes, to draw the flags. Penalty or not, you know, face mask or not on Ramsey, which it obviously was, but the Rams needed to respond to that. And overall, in the end, they did. And Bengals, with all the penalties, all the everything, they still could make a stop. And they didn't. And Burrow needed to respond. And he couldn't. He got stopped. The Rams' defense made the stand that they needed to make. That's all that it came down to. You know, you can make the arguments for all the, the you know, the Stafford interceptions, the Burrow failures if there really even were any and you know Cincinnati's inability to score on the last drive Zach Taylor's play calling you know the lack of aggression but overall this game was a game played between two evenly matched teams and I chose the wrong quarterback in the end I felt if it came down to the hands of a quarterback I was going to trust Joe Burrow more than Matthew Stafford. And in the end, I ended up being right that it would come down to the hands of one quarterback. But I was wrong. I picked the wrong quarterback. I picked Burrow. And it ended up being Stafford. And as a Lion fan, there's nothing that I can do to change that. He left Detroit. And he immediately won a Super Bowl. Immediately. It wasn't this two-year process in LA where they put more talent around Stafford and then he wins it two and a half years later. It wasn't a year between. It wasn't a gap year where the Rams played well, they won a playoff game, they don't win a Super Bowl, 
they reload, they win the Super Bowl the next year. I didn't think it was going to go like this. I didn't think as soon as he left, he would win it all. But he did. And now it's up to us in Detroit. Well, I'm in North Dakota, but you get what I'm saying. It's up to us to determine whether or not we were wrong about Stafford. Because our franchise did not do him justice. And what I mean by that is it's not a coincidence that as soon as he leaves, he looks like a similar quarterback. Stafford made the same mistakes late in the pre, late in the regular season and late in the postseason that he would make in Detroit. But overall, he won the games. Which means that when Stafford made mistakes in Detroit, the Lions lost. But when he made mistakes in LA, LA still won. And that has to do with the talent and the coaching surrounding Stafford. Despite the fact that he's a leader of the team. Stafford was a leader of the team in Detroit. And he still is in LA because he's a captain of the team. But this is on the owners of Detroit. This is on the franchise. Not giving Stafford what Stafford needed. To where if Stafford were to make a mistake. It wouldn't send everything in flames. And that's difficult. For me. And for other Lion fans around me that weren't all Stafford all the way. That weren't Rams fans as soon as Stafford left town. It's not easy. It, it, it really isn't. Because you, we saw this guy for years. Years. Lose big games. In big moments, games that could have made history for our franchise, and he lost. But as soon as he leaves town, he makes history for another franchise, gives them a victory that they haven't felt in two decades. And he couldn't even get one done in Detroit. Not one. But he leaves town. And as soon as he does, he does it for somebody else. Think about it. Think about a girl. A girl that you knew for a long time. Years. Did everything you could. And as soon as they discard you they trade you in for the exact person that you wanted to be taller stronger better looking better hair more athletic better everything just better than you in every way richer lives in a better place has a better family life think about all of it that's what he did. That's what happened. And that's why it isn't easy. Because now, Stafford becomes a hero. But not for you. For somebody else. Despite the fact that you dealt with this bumass for years! And you can't change it. 
and there's nothing you can do to change about what happened. The narrative is sealed. It's in stone. And nobody in Detroit can change anything. And for all of you Lion fans out there that wanted a Stafford, wanted Stafford to win, good. Good. You win. You win. You wanted this. I hope you're happy. Because they're coming for you. They're coming for all of us. And there's nothing you can do to call them off. They're on their way. The media, the papers, the social media, Barstool, Bleacher Report, ESPN, CBS, NBC, ABC, The Pat McAfee Show, Aaron Rodgers, LA. They're coming for you. And they're coming for us. And I hope you're ready. No loss, no defense mechanism, no interception in a big, in a big spot, no overthrown out route is ever going to stop them. Not next season, not the season after. It is sealed. It's finished. There's nothing left that can be done to defend this. It doesn't matter anymore. All the failures he had in town are erased. Everything he did in Detroit, every shortcoming is erased. It's gone. Because he leaves town and wins a Super Bowl? A Super Bowl. He leaves Detroit and the ensuing season plays the same way and he wins a Super Bowl. That will not be changed. I hope Lion fans realize now that their quarterback that they had here for 13 years wasn't great, wasn't fantastic, was a good quarterback, did good things, but never could take us over the hump. I hope you realize now that quarterback is a Hall of Famer. But not for us. Not for us. For the Rams. He will not put on that vest as a Detroit Lion. And that's where you fail as Lion fans. That's where you lose. Because you think that this man is your quarterback. But he's not. He's the Rams quarterback. And thou shalt enter the wayeth thou came. As a Ram. Not as a Lion. As a Ram. Yesterday has one of the greatest clutch postseason runs ever. Is a Hall of